On this last Sunday before Christmas, the Church's liturgy reveals the multi-layered and true identity of our Redeemer. He is, as today's first reading says, the ruler whose origin is from ancient times. Furthermore, he will come from Bethlehem, where David was born and anointed king. The Redeemer is the heir of David, whom God promised would reign on David's throne forever. Jesus is that heir, the one the prophets promised would restore the scattered tribes of Israel into a new kingdom. He is the shepherd of Israel, sung of in today's psalm. From his throne in heaven, he has come to save us. Today's epistle tells us that he is both the son of David and the only begotten son of God, come in the flesh. He is also our high priest in the mould of the mysterious Melchizedek, priest of God Most High, who blessed Abraham at the dawn of salvation history. All this is recognised by St John the Baptist when he leaps for joy in his mother's womb. St. Elizabeth, too, is filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. She recognises that in Mary, the mother of my Lord, has come to her. St. Elizabeth praises and blesses Our Lady for her faith that God's word would be fulfilled in her. Mary marks the fulfilment not only of the angel's promise to her, but of all God's promises down through history. Mary is she who is to give birth. The fruit of her womb, Jesus, will bring joy to the world. She is truly the mother of our Lord. That phrase uttered by St. Elizabeth Elizabeth, mostly could pass us by as a polite and deferential greeting from cousin to cousin. However, if we note the other extraordinary thing in this moment of greeting, we begin to understand that there is more here than the meeting of two women, as holy as they are. There is the meeting of St John the Baptist and the incarnate Son of God, both in utero. John moves within his mother, leaps for joy at being in the presence of the Saviour. And at the same time, St Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and she utters those magnificent and inspired words. Of all women, you are the most blessed and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honoured with a visit from the mother of my Lord? During the 500 years or so of the house of David, ruling over Judah and Israel, the second most important person in the kingdom was the Gebirah. This translates from Hebrew as mighty woman and refers not to the wife of the king, as we might expect, but to his mother. Most translators render Kabira 
as Queen Mother. She possessed a powerful influence over the kingdom because she was the mother of the king and was living proof of the king's genealogy and right to the throne. He was the legitimate king and having her enthroned at his right hand proved it to the world. The clearest example of this is that one of the first things that King Solomon did after his enthronement was to place a throne on his right hand and enthrone his mother as the Gabira. You can read this in the Old Testament in the first book of Kings, chapter 2. When Solomon's mother Bathsheba entered, King Solomon rose from his throne to greet his mother and bowed down before her. He showed the honour due to the Queen Mother because her presence at court signified that Solomon was King David's legitimate heir amongst all the other sons that David had had. Solomon had the right before God and the people to be king. So when St Elizabeth utters the title Mother of my Lord, she is using the same title used for the Queen Mother in the times of the Kingdom. This is why we as Catholics give such honour to Mary, why we call her Queen and Mother. It is not something we invented. It is in Holy Scripture, both the Old Testament and the New, and it is the way that God intended it to be. You see, Our Lady is the proof that God the Son took our flesh and became fully human, not an appearance of humanity, but that God appeared fully in our flesh and blood. This is not just nice and neat. It is critical. For unless the Saviour had taken our humanity entirely to himself, unless he had stooped to be one in human substance with his mother, while sharing God the Father's divine substance, and being alone free from sin, we would not have been saved, and the whole human race would still be held captive under the dominion of Satan. Christ's victory would have profited us nothing if the battle had been fought outside our human condition. The Blessed Virgin Mary, because she was conceived without sin and preserved from all sin, she is no ordinary woman. Her body was the living tabernacle of the incarnate Son of God for nine months. When she undertook the journey to see her cousin, most probably with St. Joseph, she enacted the very first Eucharistic procession of history, carrying Jesus through the land that he was to walk in the near future. The land was being blessed beforehand so that some 
might receive him, some might believe in him, and some would follow him. It is right and fitting that we honour Our Lady on this last Sunday of Advent, because through her has come the Saviour of the world, and so she is intimately connected with the salvation of the whole world. With her we pray, Come, Lord Jesus, come.